Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. Welcome to the Midwest Filmmates Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Willie. Today, we're going to talk about some news items. We've got a trailer ticker ready for you. Nick might talk about Goon if we have some time. And then finally, we're going to conclude with a full review of Dan Trachtenberg's 10 Cloverfield Lane. Before we get to all that, feedback at MidwestFilmers.com is where you can write to us. Let us know what you think of the show, the things that we talk about. We're also at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, store.midwestpodcastnetwork.com has all of your Midwest Podcast Network apparel, including t-shirts and hoodies and drink koozies for both podcasts, as well as a donate button. So you can just straight up give us your money if you don't want those things, or if you are out internationally. Um, Anything else that I should talk about here? Amazon.midwestpodcastnetwork.com. Shop there. We'll get part of the money that you spend. What's that link again, please? Amazon.midwestpodcastnetwork.com. Thank you. Oh, shh. You forgot, didn't you? <laughs> it's okay. I do it every time. And I'm not even allowed to do it since I'm technically the one that owns the... And you're the one who would remember to do it. So. I'm, the, I'm the one I would be getting so much money right now. <laughs> it's because I use the app. I yeah, that's the problem the is that if you use the app, there's no way that you can... That's why I wind up... Yeah. 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 So... Come on, Amazon, get on that. Yeah. yeah. Well, the problem is I think they give that, if that stuff is purchased on the iOS app, then some of that money goes to Apple. Uh, gotcha. So, That's too bad. Apple. Anyway, uh, Frame Friday this past uh, this past week. What? Frame Friday. Oh, I thought you said Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. I was like, we reviewed Freaky Friday last yeah, week. Yeah, did you did you miss that one? Yeah, I guess. It was pretty cool. The Frame Friday was a movie called Under the Rim, mm. starring one Leon. Yep. Uh and I told the the our our listenership that if they could name either Leon or the movie, then they would get a mention. So um What did David Steele get? Youp called Above the Rim, and then David Steele called Leon Robinson from Cool Runnings. LOL. That's what he said in the comment. He has a last name. Apparently. Dang. It's Leon. I thought he was like a like a Sade, you know, like he had like <laughs> or one. Or Cher. Or Cher, yeah. Maybe in SAG or Prince. An, there was another Leon Robinson. I actually don't know Prince's real name. Prince, Prince. Rogers Nelson. Yeah. Oh, why'd you guys ruin it for me? Because... <laughs> Because it's a beautiful name. His name is actually Prince. Yeah. Prince Rogers Nelson, yeah. Oh. What a twist. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> um, so, yeah, keep an eye out for that. I didn't put up a Trivia Tuesday today because I forgot. But um, look for more of that stuff as it happens. Maybe we can hide one in the episode. Okay, so... There's a few quick news items and trailer ticker things to get to. Uh, real fast, Letterboxd now has an app. Uh, Tim has brought this up previously. He's the only one that I think is kind of using it out of any of us. But basically, it's a uh, app slash website that you can use to track the movies that you see and rate them as you go along, that kind of thing. I have it too now. Good. 
So I, I signed up for one, but I never use it. And now that there's an app, I think I'll be more likely to do that. I'm going to get the app, yeah. yeah. I don't have the app yet, but I signed up online. One of our fair listeners uh, turned me on to it. So. Okay, yeah. So uh, check that out. Try and find us on there. Maybe next week we can go over that, the ones of us that are on it, and let you know what our usernames are. But, uh, yeah, other than that, we got some pretty big news today in that uh, Indiana Jones 5 has a release date. Uh, Steven Spielberg will direct. Harrison Ford will star in Indiana Jones 5 coming in July, July 19th of 2019. Thoughts? It's a ways off. It is a ways off. July 19th, 2019. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Still coming before Green Lantern. <laughs> That's optimistic, I think. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Well, how old is Harrison right now? Mm. Look, I'm not saying the guy is going to croak, okay? I'm not 73. saying three. But he's, he's up there in age, okay? And he has a tendency to get into, like, accidents, okay? He crashes planes and has the Millennium Falcons fall on him. <laughs> this is a guy who's... It's a bit of, like, an Alexander's terrible, horrible, no good... <laughs> Very bad career. So <laughs> if we can keep him in a bunker for the next few years, we'll be all right. But, no, he's uh, going to be... Keeping the lead-lined fridge. In his, in his helicopter on the mountainside, picking up people from forest fires. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rescuing orphan bears and stuff. <laughs> things that could really, really... The safest of things to be doing. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 it's funny because I was just reading an article about um, directors that have apologized for their movies. Because it's something that most directors don't mm. do. It's becoming a little more prevalent yeah. now. And uh, Spielberg actually apologized for Crystal Skull, which I never knew. Uh, well, it was a while after it came out. But he... I... I I'm on the precipice of believing this or not believing this, but he pretty much threw kind of the blame of, of Crystal Skull right at George Lucas. So I think George Lu- George is the easy target there. I mean, it's, like if it screws up, be like, ah, George, you know. But he did. I will say this: he did say he's like, I never liked the the alien thing. I never liked the otherworldly thing. I never thought that was a good idea. But George is my friend, and he was passionate about it. So I I, I went with it and tried to make the most of it. I wonder if they'll completely ignore it. You, I can almost guarantee you will not be seeing Shia LaBeouf or him being mentioned or any of that. Well, I should say in the group text today, I put the <laughs> I put this the <laughs> the picture of the story in there, and then Rick uh, Rick wrote back, and he said, um, "Is the first line of the dialogue going to be this should start to make things right?" <laughs> and then I said, "This too should start to make things right." And then also played by Max von Sydow, and Shia LaBeouf dies in viral marketing. <laughs> It's like a yeah, it's like that triple X triple X video on the DVD. Yeah, you guys heard about that? Yeah, sure yeah, we Tim's talked about it. that. Where the yeah, where they tattoo <laughs> explodes towards the yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They blow up, blow up uh, Vin Diesel in a special feature on the yeah. disc. Or or uh, uh, Will Smith in in the <laughs> yeah yeah. Oh, he crashed. Independence Day. Yeah. Oh, okay. But although the difference here is that nobody liked that character. People liked Will Smith's character. Yeah, so Shia LaBeouf. You know, it might be the kind of thing where I think we also talked about, and it's kind of a spoiler, but I don't care. The The first sequence in Zoolander 2 is Justin Bieber just getting obliterated with a machine gun in slow motion. Maybe they'll do that. Probably not. Uh, but, honestly, they never come out and outright say that he's his kid, right? In the Crystal Skull. 
They ever actually come out and say, no, that's his kid. I don't think so. They hint actually. at it. They they like hint at the idea that he could be. So I mean they could they could just walk away from it. Yeah. He could be another short round, but not nearly as cool. Yeah. It was also um I think there was some press beat with Shia LaBeouf where he was basically like saying some shit about the movie and the movie making process and Harrison Ford called him an asshole or something to that effect. Harrison Ford basically criticized his behavior, which isn't really New. I mean, he, did, he did say he beat up Tom Hardy once, so... <laughs> Tom Hardy's reaction, that was pure gold. It was so good. Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> it was so good. It's the most Tom Hardy thing that's ever happened. Uh, I don't even I don't even care about this. It's pretty news. far out. But I figured it's kind of a big thing, you know? <clears throat> Would you be more... Okay, if they announced today, instead of announcing this today, if they announced a new Indiana Jones coming sometime within the next couple of years with no firm release date starring somebody new as Indiana Jones and going back to World War II, would you be more excited or less excited? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I would okay. hate that. Nick's, Nick's okay. a firm believer that the role should die with Harrison Ford. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, okay. I remember this. Absolutely. And okay. people were saying like, oh, Chris Pratt, Urgh, he should be <laughs> Indiana Jones. No. No. It should just make like... No. I always kind of wanted Aaron Eckhart. It should just make Jones. like Tennessee yes, Smith or something. If you're going to do it. You know? What's that? They should just make like Tennessee Smith and then make it another yeah. strapping white guy. Yeah. <laughs> Tennessee Smith. Right? I like that. Yeah. I thought yeah. you were making some reference to some like old play <laughs> that they were going to adapt. Tennessee it. Williams? Yeah, yeah. It has I mean, that Michigan kind of Michigan Johnson, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Michigan Johnson. Michigan Johnson. That's good. the formula for the, uh, for the extended Indiana okay, Jones universe. Okay, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Let's do that. God, Take super who, super common generic last names and a state. Who plays Michigan Johnson? Um, I don't know. Ernie Hudson. <laughs> I, I yeah. If you're gonna go older, I say go Ernie Hudson. Oh, if Peter you're gonna Weller. go younger, I'd say go um, Peter Weller. Peter Weller is Michigan Johnson. Man, I'd say you go Terry Crews as Michigan Johnson. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Think of other, Treasure hunter, other Michigan noteworthy Johnson. Michigan. J.K. Simmons was born yeah. in Detroit. Yeah, I feel like he'd be the Sala to Terry Crews's Michigan Johnson. Sala, you know, Minnesota Nelson is definitely Prince. So yeah, well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh man, Indiana Jones. <laughs> he triggers a movie trap and goes. <laughs> 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 he just floats away from the rock in a purple fucking mist. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he could encounter the aliens. That would be fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Minnesota Nelson could encounter Min- aliens. Minnesota Nelson and the Crystal Skull. Is yeah, retroactively Let's do that. Yeah, I don't know about another Indiana Jones movie. You guys think it'll happen? Do you think it'll actually happen? It'll I think happen. I think it's gonna happen. With whether, Disney yeah. behind the behind the cue ball on this one, it's it'll gonna happen. happen. But whether or not it happens it, in the exact state that they'd like it to happen right now, I don't know. Is, about that. is it gonna happen the way that they envision? Is it gonna happen in the time frame that's gonna that's been laid out? Is it gonna be good? These are all questions. What year did that, Crystal Skull come out? 2008, I think. Yeah, that was going to be my guess. Wow, that long ago? Eight years yeah. ago. Been a while. Huh? Feels like it wasn't that long ago. Well, it feels like now they could finally, if they really wanted to, do the like indie as Henry Senior. Uh, That's the route to go. Role. Like if they wanted to, it feels like they were kind of hinting at that in Crystal Skull, but then yeah. they were like, "Nah, it's awesome to see Harrison Ford in the." Back in the fedora and the jacket, and in some ways and, it was and punching people, and it was yeah. The opening of that movie was the only good part, and it was it was kind of fun. And after that, it just sucked. But they they might be able to 
but then they have I don't I don't think they can do that actually because they can't have somebody like no this is his son yeah <laughs> we don't know what happened to that other guy <laughs> that'd be hilarious if they did it but you just recast honestly I Chris mean. Pratt is the Shia LaBeouf <laughs> role <laughs> hey, you know what your, that's fine because okay he's, he's not Indiana Jones <laughs> yeah Indiana Jones is a character that is so perfectly encapsulated in one person it can't po- like that's like remaking Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> What are you going to do? Cast Chris Hemsworth as Carl. Oh, man, I want that now. Uh, Shit. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth or Hugh Jackman. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> or, or both. <laughs> Crocodile Dundees. Dundees. <laughs> it's, like, it's the Predator model. You know? Oh, would it be Crocodile's Dundee? <laughs> oh, my God. No, you know, what I, you know what I mean, though. There's a character that is so... I hope Hollywood's listening. We're giving them so many golden ideas right now. All the time. Steal them all, please. Yeah. Um, no. That character's just too iconic for anybody else to play. Yeah. Uh, unless you're going to... Like, anybody from our generation has to be long dead. In a hundred years, you can remake Indiana Jones because yeah. no one there'll be there'll be the historical documents like Galaxy Quest, and no one will know. No one. Now I shit. wonder if they had made. I don't want to stay too much longer on this, but I wonder if they had made, if they had made Last Crusade. Harrison Ford said it's my last. Spielberg said it's my last, and then like three or four years later, they they started another one, did a Bond type thing where they recasted Indiana and had a new adventure. What, yeah, did they wait? Would too it long? be as upsetting? Back then in 80, what was it, 80, like late 80s, right, for the Crusade? Uh, 87? Okay, yeah, that sounds right. So if they made one in 89, 90, and it was a different Indiana Jones, is that, I think the time gap has something to do with it, and the fact that a lot of us grew up with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think. I think that Indiana Jones may have, there may have been a time when it could have been like a James Bond type franchise. Last Crusade was 89. So I think it could have happened, but I don't know. The thing is, like growing up, we watched movies like that, appreciating them because there were no more to come. Like these were complete stories from like years ago, and they were something cool and and unique to a different era. Like Indiana Jones movies feel so eighties. They've got like that great eighties vibe to them with practical effects and great adventure and good romance, and that just. That, that kind of movie doesn't... Re- I mean, how many of those movies exist? And there's tons of those movies in the 70s and 80s and early 90s. They don't really have Kind of the, the adventure the adventure movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think there's a reason for that. I mean... It, it's a bummer. I think. It, I mean, personally. Like if they were to say, we're going we're gonna to make a new Romancing the Stone, which I like that movie. I don't know how you guys... If you could oh, that's an awesome I've never movie. seen it. Romancing the Stone's great. But if they remade Romancing the Stone, I wouldn't be against it. Or if they did a new Romancing the Stone that was two <coughs> younger actors now, I'd actually be all for it. I, I would like to see that kind of movie get made. Well, that's the other thing about uh, Indiana Jones, though, is he's he's based on old pulp adventures. Like He's based on what those two grew up listening to on the radio. Yeah. He's firmly entrenched in like the 30s mm-hmm. in that era. And they kind of got away with it in Crystal Skull where being like, oh, it's kind of Cold War era. But they had awkward parts where like Indiana served in like World War II or something. Or they, they mentioned his he got into the military and shit. And I was like, man, I don't know if I really want to hear that. It's kind of weird. It, that's the thing is I think it, it, we're, we're in a weird time now. And this is nothing new. This has been going on since well before even 08 where I'd say it's been going on for a solid, a solid decade now where like our nostalgia is almost killing our nostalgia. <laughs> No, studios have realized for a while now, and it's. I think it's becoming increasingly more and more popular with them that nostalgia of things from the 80s and 90s 
is going to you can throw shit at the wall and, and some of it's going to stick. I mean, we we had a gem in the holograms movie that came <laughs> out and no one noticed. But like that's what I'm talking about is that it's I think it's starting to get to the point where we used to Nick is totally right. We used to envision what the next chapter was. We could the beauty of it is you could watch all the Indiana Jones movies and know that that would we'd never get another one. It's been too long. It'll never happen, right? And there's a time when the, I would have said, yeah, it's never going to happen. And then you could go and, and, and live out the rest of the adventures after that. You could go in your in your backyard and play Indiana Jones because there were, those stories were yet to be written. Now they're closing all the gaps. The, yeah. the, whole, the, crack, the cracks are filling. And I guess you could just say uh, – most people would just go, well, just ignore what you don't like. But there is an element of it being hard to ignore that, especially when it's the original talent involved and the writers and stuff because it's, it's a part of the franchise. I mean you don't have to watch it. You can still watch Last Crusade and, and skip – crystal skull and i i will but um <laughs> but it does exist and there is it's always going to be there now i still haven't seen crystal skull and don't and don't it doesn't cheapen indiana jones for me at all i mean it, it, sure it sucks like i wish it was good i wish it was something that i should see but the other problem with with stuff like this is nobody really wants to see their heroes aging and getting old because it it removes that perfect image of of what they were in your head, and it's um because it's it's that medium. You can always go back and watch, it, and I can watch you know Raiders of the Lost Ark and see exactly what it was back then. And uh, you know you hear things about like what, with people you know it's different. Like you see these old couples that have been married for fifty years, and they look at each other and they still see the person that they married because they've grown together, and that's that's a memory they have. But with movies, like that's it. It's printed there. It is, and it will never change. And then you see this new one and you're just, especially a character like Indiana Jones, who's like physical, does a lot of running and punching and jumping and whip moves. He, I don't know if I can watch a 76 year old Harrison Ford doing that <laughs> because it's just, yeah. it's just goofy. I he's mean, not, he's not a superhero. And even if he, if he does it the whole time, I'm going to be looking and going, that would never happen. Well, I mean, he did drink from the Holy Grail, so he's invincible, but, um, <laughs> But at the same time, I think there's worth in seeing heroes get old. Like there, I none of us saw it, but I was interested in seeing Mister Holmes, which is about an aging Sherlock Holmes dealing with the fact that he's not at the top of his game anymore. Like I think, I think there are interesting things to be mined of that. Is it something I want to see from Indiana Jones? Maybe not. I don't really care either way. I'll see it anyway. But. Indiana Jones isn't something that, like, I hold on high. I think it's but great. Two, but two things real quick. I just want to say, if they did this to a Back to the Future, I'm curious to see how you'd feel. If they're like, 2019, baby, Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd, Back to the Future. Directed back to by the Robert future. Zemeckis? Yeah. Sounds good. Please. You sure about yes. that? Yes. Okay. I want to see All what right. it is. Yeah, he uh, just hasn't been burned like we have, I guess. Interesting. I know. I'm, I'm just. I, I'm curious to see. I, I was so, curious. what other instances have you guys been burned? There's Crystal Skull. Well, here's the other thing. Like your my my example is is specific. Like you said. I mean, watching Sherlock Holmes grow old. That sounds interesting because yeah. he's a literary character with depth, and he's not necessarily a rough and tumble pulp icon. And I think that part of that too, real quick. Just I think that part of why that works, and I think why it's worked with our hero, our cinematic heroes, that when they have brought them back from the brink of retirement, uh, Rambo or Rocky, is because 
getting old is part of the story. Yeah. You know, Mr. Holmes, part of that story is him getting old. If they can do an Indiana Jones where almost like Nick said, where the, the kind of, not the focus, I don't want a bunch of old jokes. That's, that's tired. Let's stop yeah. doing that. One or two little things about like, man, are you sure you should be doing this? That's fine. But, <laughs> but if the story is about, <laughs> it's like you're eating a pizza after 5 p.m. or something. Dude, are you sure? Are you, sure? <laughs> you sure you need that hot and ready right now? Oh, back reservation after 5. <laughs> so, no, but if, if the story is about is about a new chapter of the character's life and about them reflecting on kind of where they are now, I'm all for it if it's written well. But I don't think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to have Harrison Ford swinging around like a maniac again. I could be totally wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So don't, is is it owned by Disney now? Is it yes. part of it's part of like the, the purchase thing? I yes. think this is part of the only. This, I think this is the only reason that Harrison Ford came back to do one of those Star Wars movies. It's he the said only yeah, reason that was yeah. one of his conditions was yep. that they is, uh, were making another Indiana Jones movie. God, that's interesting. I think I think he saw Crystal Skull and was like, I need to do right by this franchise. Like once more, he loves that character. It's just he guy. doesn't like I Han Solo. Need, I need much. to send this character off correctly. Yeah, and they they handled it better than I thought they would with Han in A Episode Seven. Yeah. So you know. Maybe Maybe he still does have it in him. I mean, maybe he'll he'll be taking it a little bit easier. Maybe he'll have to be less action guy and more slightly thinking guy. And Connery, I mean, Connery, who's only really a couple of years older than, than Ford yeah. in real life, Connery worked really well in Last yeah. Crusade, too, because he seemed like he was, um, he could hold his own, you know? I mean... You yeah. saw the once young man in there. It, the vigor, the renewed vigor, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm so glad you said that, though, because I remember watching um, Suspect Zero on TV like seven or eight years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, I, and Aaron Eckhart in that movie reminded me so much of Harrison Ford. And I remember I was like told you at work or whatever. I was like, dude, Aaron Eckhart should play a young Harrison Ford if they have to do it. Yeah, he's got, I don't know. He's always reminded me of Harrison Something Ford. Something about yeah. that. He's got that vibe. It shouldn't be Chris Pratt. We have been on this Sorry. super long. By don't the way. don't for many reasons, but don't oversaturate us with Chris Pratt. Don't make us turn on him. We love him. So we stop love Chris Pratt. And don't don't keep pigeonholing him in, into these into these roles. Action leading man. Yes, Cocky. smarmy, yeah. slightly douchey. Yeah, there's more he can do than that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Let him get fat again. Say, hey, Chris, we need you to be. Let him be fat as Star Lord. It'd be kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Chris, we're not going to make you die for this one. All right. We want you back up to like a healthy 265 again. <laughs> oh, boy. I'd just be sad that Parks and Rec isn't on the air anymore so they couldn't make another joke about how he got so fat again. <laughs> <laughs> Stop drinking. Yeah. Anyway. All that right. That was really long-winded. Huh? That, was, that was pretty long on Indiana Jones, so we're going to make Trailer Ticker really fast. All right. First off, Captain America uh, Civil War. Trailer 2 is oh. out. There's some bombshells going on in that one. Uh-huh. What'd you guys think? Nick, go ahead. You go first. <laughs> After you burp. Thanks. Um, I, I, it's, it's pure. I just remembered something about Indiana Jones. I meant to talk about it. That's really funny. <laughs> But it, I'll tell you guys after the podcast. Okay. It's it's really uh, I'll tell it now because it's a pretty funny story. <laughs> Just I'm sure everybody listening has has been to like uh, Universal Studios or, or you know those type of places, and they frequently have those things where you can like you know how there's the dorky card or like uh, wood cutout things where there's like a there's like a farmer and his wife, and yeah. you put your face your through it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They had like digital ones like that at Universal Studios where you could like you put your face in there, and and it'll put it on the like a movie poster or a still. <laughs> My dad did it at Universal Studios 
It was the shot from the Temple of Doom where Indiana Jones is on the bridge and his shirt's all fucking <laughs> torn and he's got the machete in one hand, you know? And it is flawless. <laughs> like, it looks like that was my dad. It's so funny. And even the person, I'll never forget, it was so funny. He just, just made this face. Just My dad would never be a good actor. But he just made this perfect like Zoolander face. And even the person working the booth there was like, oh my god, that looks really real. Like something about the color, the hue of my dad's skin. Your dad's magnum. He, no, he looks exactly like he was there. And my stepmom always had a huge crush on Harrison Ford. And when she saw the thing, she was like, how much is it? And she bought it. <laughs> it's at their house. <laughs> it can, you need to get a picture of it. I, I, we should, gotta share I should text it. Yeah, make that happen. Yeah. I'm telling you, the look on my dad's face is so funny. <laughs> He's never made this face ever again or ever before. Oh, it was like he man. stepped there and was like, what would Indiana Jones look like in this moment? <laughs> and they snapped the photo. I'm telling you, like the hue of his skin and everything. It's so funny. It's, it's better than any Photoshop could accomplish. It's, it's phenomenal. <clears throat> anyway, I'm, glad, I'm glad I did tell that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so we'll have to bother Dad007 on Facebook. Please and, do. Uh, um, yeah, Civil War trailer. It's really cool. It's got tons of awesome money shots, some which I kind of wish I hadn't seen, but some of which are so cool, I don't even care. Like, I've just been watching... There's one in particular. I've just been watching the GIF of it on my phone and, like, sending it to everybody and just like, me. <laughs> uh, it looks really good. I think the first trailer is better as a trailer, and I love, I love the first one tonally. It's just... It's really dark, and it's... It's really serious, and uh, this is a serious conflict in this movie. So the second trailer kind of there's there's some jokes, there's some some quips, and some of them are are, are good. They're 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 jokes with like angry subtext, which is really good. Like the line, I think you probably heard it by now, where where Stark says he wants to punch Cap in his teeth. It's just so much anger seething below that. Downey's like, joke. Downey's crazy good. Yeah. In these, yeah. Yep. And uh, but there are some jokes that are way more like light in the trailer, and I'm kind of like, Ugh. I'm just. That the the Marvel aesthetic of just like joke 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 is really good for for most of their movies, but I'm like I really call me a party pooper. I just don't want met much humor in this movie. I want this to be a serious, heavy movie. Yeah, like this is this is probably the biggest conflict the MCU is going to see, even bigger than the crazy you know bullshit that happens in both Avengers movies. Like this is a serious problem because it is it's brother against brother, and uh, it should be dark accordingly and so if it's uh you know it can have humor for sure i mean the a lot of the standalone solo marvel films are the only things we really have these days that harken back to what i was saying like those kind of classic adventure films uh so humor is welcome just uh don't overstay your welcome i guess but uh it's a great it's a it's a cool trailer i wish you could watch it but i understand and you'll be thankful for a couple bits for sure yeah, you don't yeah. <clears throat> okay uh it's awesome yeah i'm I'm on board with the Marvel thing again. Like, I'm back on. I think I dropped off a little bit in 2015 just because of stuff I had to take care of and things that I had going on in my personal life, and I just didn't have time to, like, and I could Avengers not devote myself to that. that. And Avengers 2 wasn't wasn't what I wanted it to be 100%, and Ant-Man was good. Ant-Man was good, but it wasn't, um, Ant-Man's never been my favorite character, and yeah. it was always going to be one of the ones that was going to be, uh, at the very at the very least, somewhere right top of the middle you know what i mean yeah. for me because it's just not there's never going to break through to the top tier so this is this is going to be something i'm telling you what i think i called it with the first winter soldier not that i was the only one but i remember saying like this is gonna be something special guys like there's something something going on here this one's gonna do it again and i'm uh, on the humor note i don't disagree with nick i think that this one steers a little bit more towards that side of things and the only thing that makes me relax a little bit about it is just because 
I've read a couple interviews with the Russos, and no spoilers or anything, but I've heard that the humor in this movie, that what 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 humor we get, pretty much comes from two characters, and they come in at a certain point in the movie that where we need a little humor to pick up the audience again, and I've and I've heard straight out of multiple people who have seen the movie's mouths not straight out of on the internet out of um credible <laughs> sources though <clears throat> that the third act is brutal mm. brutal 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 like good. nasty good and so i'm very i'm terrified to see what what that means yeah every time this trailer gets talked about i just get so disappointed that the movie's not coming out in april <laughs> Yeah, it's like a few days after April, but it still feels unfair. Yeah, because uh, Winter Soldier was early. May 5th it's for it, this one? For Civil War's coming out that first Friday fourth or in 5th, May. Yeah, it's, got the, it's got the Iron Man Yeah, because Winter, uh, Winter Soldier was like April 24th or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so it's, yeah, but nah, I want to watch If you fly to the so UK, bad, you'll be able to watch it a week early. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Then um, he could give Yoop his shirt. Just, or his hoodie. That's true. He could boat over there. Yep, you want to meet me in the UK? Let me know. Let's see Captain America together. Um, oh, I forgot to talk talk about feedback. We had two things that were just quick one-liners. Um, one of which was from Rick, who said he would pay upwards of $20 to hear us do the Wayne's Leisure World uh, <laughs> uh, read-through. I, I We need to look into that, the legality yeah, of these things. Who I, said they would do that? Rick, Rick did. Oh. I... I, I <laughs> Every every hour, I oscillate between the, I kind of want to email the guy, and then I'm like, I feel like that would be a major mistake, <laughs> opening up that can of worms with the with the Wayne's Leisure World guy, but I don't know. And then <laughs> Alistair wrote in and said uh, he had a, a the, the email subject line was, Alex Preuss directs Pirates of Darkwater movie, which we talked about in the Gods of Egypt episode. He said, I'm in in all caps, put it on Kickstarter, and I would back that fucker. I can't believe so. I missed that. <laughs> Fuck. It works. <laughs> I was just cleaning up my desktop from like video files and uh, extraneous crap I had, and I have a folder of just all the Pirates of Darkwater episodes, and I was like, nah, I'm keeping those. No, yeah, you never, never. I need multiple. Ready. I need those on a hard drive. I need them. <laughs> I was going to ask you guys to talk about Ghostbusters, but I think the internet has beaten that one to death. It's The trailer's bad, and it has nothing to do with the female cast. It's just a bad trailer. Yeah. That sums it up. Sure. Uh, I neglected to close my eyes during the Star Trek Beyond trailer, <laughs> which was shocking. We to went me. I looked over Cloverfield went... Lane. Well, I realized as I heard as I heard the sabotage start playing, I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. I don't give a fuck about this franchise anymore." And I, the trailer's fine. It's just really not what I want from Star Trek at all. And. Um, like even the people who who uh, the people who seem pissed off about the campiness of it all are just missing the entire point, and that it just feels like a really glamorous action movie, which is disappointing to me. So, I think Star Trek '09 towed the line really well, and Into Darkness just went full tilt in the wrong direction. And this one could go either way. So I'm still gonna see it, but. It oh man, it doesn't look good. It's such a bad trailer. Yeah. I think. It's, I think it's awful. No, it's not. It's not good. It's it, not good. Yeah, there's nothing in it that's eye catching, and there's worse. There's stuff that is like a turn off. Yeah. that happens in the trailer. I'm just like, ew. Not a big fan. Get out of here. Uh, Willie, do you want to say a few brief words on the Daredevil trailer too? 
our dreams are becoming a reality. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say. Okay. We're a few days out. I think that's what we're going to talk about next week because I have Friday off, so I'm going to shotgun it all. Ooh. And I'm sure most of us will get through a good amount of it. If, yeah. the, if the episode needs to come a little bit later for a, for more of us to finish it off, then that's fine. I'm probably going to watch most, if not all, of it this weekend. So. Yeah. All right, and then the final trailer I wanted to touch on was the Huntsman Winter's War. <laughs> Man, I look, I, I think it was cool. I, it was. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It's. I just find it so funny that there's like bookended statements that are basically just like Kristen Stewart's not in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like, well, oh, before yeah. Snow White, yeah. and then it's like all of this before Snow White. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, kind of funny. Oh god, I liked Chris Hemsworth in the first one. Actually, I never saw the first. He one. was he was doing something a lot, uh, actually, kind of like quite a bit different from the Thor thing. He was a little, he was doing some different stuff. He was still a, a badass, but in a different way. And I kind of dug it. The other thing, I, like watching this whole trailer, I'm just like, God, it's like they saw how popular Frozen was, and we're just like, we need to put this oh, in yeah. this movie. And that's so like ham fisted. It's yeah. yeah, it's got that. Well, Narnia too, I think, is not the popularity necessarily. But yeah, it's got that ice. Clean the ice queen has been right. done before, but it it just right. it, like her hair turns blonde and she's wearing all blue and she makes an ice fortress. That's not that's not uh, too far. Off. I didn't even think. I've never seen Frozen. So I don't. It, it, it was at the the shot in the trailer where they showed her ice fortress and you started laughing and I was like, I know exactly why <laughs> Alex is laughing right now. Yeah, it's just it's egregious. It's it's ridiculous. I, I'm I thought it looked kind of neat. It, it, might, it might be fun. Yeah. I think it could totally be fun. It I wanna, seems kind of cool because it's just Chris Hemsworth surrounded by beautiful women. Which is like, totally right, sweet. <laughs> a day in the life of Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, this is this is Chris Hemsworth. That's like that's like his Tuesday. Like, <laughs> Jessica, Jessica Chastain's presence in this movie is so confusing. <laughs> I'm just like who who drugged her and brainwashed her into thinking she was this kind of actress. I mean, Emily Blunt is weird enough. She's been getting all these like relatively serious roles where she's been maybe not Oscar buzz, but people have been recognizing yeah. like, wow, she is a a great actress in in a dramatic and an action sense. And then she does this, and you're kind of like, that seems like a weird sidestep. But then Jessica Chastain has been like kind of a dr- drama heavy hitter for a while now, and then she's in this, and I'm kind of like, this is her huh. break in the action. You know, it's interesting because Darabont was attached to this. He was Frank Darabont yeah. was directing this movie. Oh my god! Who? So there's something about this movie that's drawing some serious talent. Well, and yeah, I don't like know. what what is it? Is it like the hypnotoad of movies? Because who who is this? Who are they trying to appeal to? I feel like everyone in the theater when they see the trailer is just kind of going, huh? huh. It, well, it's weird because that that first one kind of appealed to the teenage the teenage girls. Well, kind of like think, the Twi mostly. the Twi Hard yeah the Twilight era. fans the, the ones that were getting a little older maybe. But and, I think they've all outgrown that kind of vibe and now it's yeah. moved on to like ya adaptations well, this is almost definitely outgrown uh kristen stewart yeah <laughs> that's I know. for sure um but. i don't know this one is i'm gonna go see it because it looks like fun <laughs> this is it's directed by the guy who directed the ring oh that's cool i like the, the first one right <laughs> yeah oh i think he directed gore verbinski directed yeah, wait, the first one yeah never mind the ring two no, or the director he, of Ringu? He was the visual effects lead artist. Excuse me. Ah, okay. Slight, slight salary difference there. All right. Uh, huh. His only other director credit is the short Carrot vs. Ninja. Oh, all right. I'd watch it. Anyway. No, you guys the, are haters. The, the only thing that looks really cool in this movie is the mirror. The way it's like standing there and it's all gross and drippy. And then she's like wearing it later. 
Like, and she has, like, powers because of the mirror. Yeah, I don't know. What yeah, is I didn't going have, on, Did you see the first dude? one? No. Oh, yeah, I watched the first one. <laughs> Do I, though? Yeah, you should. <laughs> it's fun. Who directed that should one? Should I, though? Um, I don't know who he was. He's never going to direct a movie again. <laughs> Director Jail? Because he, well, no, he cheated on his wife with Kristen Stewart while they were shooting the movie. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, he had an affair with his lead actress. That's, that's why problem. he's not coming back, and that's why she's not coming back. I Mr. Guarantee. Rupert Sanders. That's that's really, I guess, their his own... His birthday's <laughs> tomorrow. Happy birthday, guy. I guess that's their own personal issue, but it came out, and I was like, damn, that's pretty shitty. You yeah. got a wife at home, and you're out. Yeah. He's got seven upcoming projects, though, so... On IMDb, one of which is Ghost in the Shell. There's a there's a fine line sometimes. Okay, though, that movie's between... been passed around like a bottle yeah. at a frat party. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people just keep taking it and then going. Oh, Reminds me of the no. Akira adaptation they were trying yeah. to do for a little bit. Yeah. This one it sounds like they're doing. I don't know. Let's not get into it. They're probably doing Ghost in the Shell because they have a couple people locked in now. So Kristen Stewart. No. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Hmm. I I made a face like I know what that means, but I don't. I don't know anything don't know. about Ghost in the Shell. So, somebody, the casting director saw Lucy and was like, okay. Bing. Yep. I'll take one. That's her. Okay. We need our resident anime listener, if he's still out there, to let us know if that's good. The time has come for our full review of Dan Trachtenberg's <laughs> Time Cloverfield Time. Yeah. <laughs> the IMDb synopsis says, after getting in a car accident, a woman is held in a shelter with two men who claim the outside world is affected by a widespread chemical attack. Uh, this movie stars John Goodman, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and John Gallagher Jr. And, um, yeah, it's a spiritual successor to Cloverfield, uh, which came out in 2008, 7, 2008. Um, Something like that. So, I want to begin the review by saying take everything I say with a grain of salt because Dan Trachtenberg, without Dan Trachtenberg, there would be no Midwest Film Nerds podcast. I say that because Totally Rad Show is one of the podcasts that not only made me care about movies, but also made me care about podcasts. And so uh, him having a movie out in theaters to me is a lot like, I I said this the other day, it would be like Nick having a movie out in theaters that I would be going to see. You're wearing a Totally Rad Show. Yeah, and that wasn't even like, it it wasn't even on purpose. And you're wearing a t-shirt with my face on it. uh, Yeah, that too. So wait, wait, um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Those don't exist. Can I purchase one, please? But Willie and, put in a word and Nick uh, are, are not totally rad show fan. Oh, Willie's seen some of it. No, and, I, and I, I've it, watched some. Yeah, but they're yeah. not. They, they, you guys haven't seen like every single episode. We've had like, Jeff Kanata on the show. We've had Jeff Kanata on the show, so that's a disclaimer too. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Nick, what do you think of Clo- Ten Cloverfield Lane? Uh, I think I've talked about it in two ways. Well, how I felt about it and how I think the movie actually is. I did not like the movie, and I think it's an okay movie. Okay. <clears throat> Were those the two different ways, or is that still... Well, I mean, there's how I... this For some reason, this movie... And this is unusual for me to, to, I think, look at a movie about how I felt about it and then also try to rate it in terms of how it actually is. Yeah. Which is something I usually don't Removing do. Removing yourself from the equation. Mm, what movie is that from? There's your trivia. <laughs> For the week. What movie is that quote from? Okay, moving on. Uh, and I think it's probably because you have continually, since we've talked about seeing this movie, been like, oh, man, you got to take everything that I say with a grain of salt because I love this guy. Yeah. And so I've kind of been like, well, I feel like if I really hate it, I can't be mean about it because I don't want to like... No, you can totally be mean about it. 
That that's that's it's not that I wanted to temper your guys's feelings on it. I just wanted to qualify mine with I might be a little more glowing. Yeah. Than I would be as if it was just some other movie. I think the importance here too is I, I think the importance here too that we, we try to remember when we're reviewing movies in general is that these are our opinions. Yeah. Like no one no one on this show and I, I don't think we do it very often. I'd have to go back and listen. Hopefully we don't, but if we do, we don't mean to. But we're not stating this as fact. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I want to make that very clear. I think there's a lot of people that hate critics in general. And yeah. But I get that because there are a lot of critics out there that are like, this movie is terrible. When you get to talking about movies, especially me, and I've spoken with people in my real life who get angry at me because of my opinions because I state them as though they are fact. Right. When for me, if I talk to you guys about things, I take everything as you say as opinions in terms of these things. Right. And hopefully so it comes across that we're this is how we feel and not, you know, we're not saying that this is a bad movie. Yeah. Because we can't. I mean, well, maybe there's certain sure movies you can. You can. But <laughs> you could say, yeah, you could say certain things about the movie, but you can't. I mean, there's something for everybody and everything. I don't know. Any, it's subjective. It's, yeah. it's in, what I, I guess what, I, what I'm saying is it's interesting that this movie of all movies is the one that's making me rethink my critical approach to talking about movies on here hmm. for some reason. So maybe it's not because of, of what you've said. But for some reason, I walked into the theater, and I think it's probably because I went into it expecting to like it. I went into it knowing it was related to a movie that I thought was interesting, if not good. And it has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of like 91% or something, which usually guarantees that you're going to like a movie. And I was like, I left the theater going, well, I guess I'm the 9% then. And it just, you know, continues to point out the inherent flaw in how Rotten Tomatoes works. I I felt the same way on The Witch. It's best used as a guideline. And for some reason, I generally take it as fact and go, oh, that must be great. (laughs) Let's go see. And sometimes it's served as well. I was like, guys, Prisoners has like a 94 on Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe we should go see it. It almost depends on what kind of movie it is. Do do you guys, like what genre we're dealing with? Like, I swear to, I swear, if you're going into a horror movie and the critics are like, oh my God, it's awesome. I'm like, I'm like, that's probably not going to be good. Willie hates it. It's going to be garbage. (laughs) But if it's got an 11%. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> exactly. exactly. Like, that's, that's the way I typically feel. So, <laughs> woo! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It, it's an interesting thing with how we, both the three, all, the three or the four of us, including Tim, who is sadly not with us today, he's fine. He's just not here. <laughs> yeah, no, he's um, alive. <laughs> but how we, the, this podcast, as well as just people in general, have been leaning on Rotten Tomatoes more and more and more and more. Like, yeah. I hear people casually saying, oh, it's got an 88 on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm like, well, there's very much I think a lot of people have a threshold of like I will pay to not us because we see these movies to talk about them we've but a lot, a lot of people of have that, that didn't have an 88 yeah there's a lot of people that have a threshold that's like oh this is below 70 I don't even want to touch right, it right which is such a crap way to it's, yeah it's a dumb to go way about to, seeing yeah. movies because I, I one I always think of is the great Gatsby that had like a 55 or something and I, I I was really intrigued by that I was like it's right down the middle yeah that's exciting and I really liked that movie a lot. Yeah, that's a that, that's a perfect example of a movie that's that's like that. It's divisive, it, and it's awesome. You could end up on either side of that fifty percent. Is the is the thing? <laughs> yeah, about it. exactly. There are there are three types of movies that pop up on Rotten Tomatoes that I am interested in. The ones that are really up there high because whoa, something's got to be going on with this movie. The ones that are really down low. I'm talking in the, like the something's got to be going on. With something's this got to be going on with this movie. And the ones right on that cusp in the fifty percent because I'm like something's got to be going on in this movie. <laughs> I love looking for the ones that are at sixty percent because I'm like tip. Tip, tip, <laughs> tip. As soon as it hits 59, it's rotten. <laughs> and, then, and then it's all over. <laughs> all right. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Iceberg yep. right ahead. How was that movie? Uh, I didn't like it. 
And I thought it's an okay movie. To echo exactly what I said, five, six. <laughs> There's not much ago. you can say about this movie without spoiling. Yeah, stuff. yeah, that's I, true. Um, I. Okay, it's a challenge. Also, let's see if this episode of rethink how I can talk about a movie because all I do is ramble. It's got some very good acting in it. It's got some very boring acting in it. Uh, I think the first act is relentlessly boring. I was like, I felt like I did in Kick Ass too. I was like, I want to send some emails right now because I know I could be more productive than this. Uh, it is a very frustrating movie a lot of times and more to come on that, especially with the title of the movie. And it, it is the same thing that I've said that I said last week that I've said for the last three weeks, this movie doesn't know what it wants to do. It's all over the place. There's so many different little things that come up for a movie that only really takes place in one location for the most part. There are so many subplots and drop things and just wandering and meandering tonally. And it's and it's a little charming at times, kind of in the middle of the movie. You're kind of like, oh, all right, I, I'm, maybe I'm not in for what I thought I was in for. But then it just ultimately just gets frustrating. And, and in the end, a lot of it just feels really futile. And I'm like, what? What was the point of what? That's what is the point of this movie? There's no point to this movie existing. This movie literally could be erased from the face of the earth tomorrow and no one would care and no one would know except for the people involved in it. It it leaves no mark on me or movies as a whole, I think. There, I'll stop there. Okay. Willie, what did you think of the movie? <clears throat> I was excited going into it. I wasn't sure what to expect. I don't think anybody was sure what to expect, given the way this was marketed, which was just, here's a trailer, here's the movie's movie. out in a month. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just one step short of, here's our movie, <laughs> um, <clears throat> which is cool, actually. Isn't I, that what I, Louis C.K. just did? Here's my season of Louie, and no one knew it was happening. Uh, he's he's doing that with uh, Horace and Pete. He's like, here's episode one of Horace and Pete. Oh, he's okay. putting on an episode of his TV show like every week. And no oh, that's kind of about it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's an interesting way to go about this, and I, I hope that more people um, try to take this approach. I think it's harder and harder now uh, with all this stuff leaks now and i'm surprised they kept this under wraps as long as they did and the whole the whole press machine or the 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 hype hype train of like we need to build and gather interest in this movie over two years like that's a conversation that people have Mm -hmm. as a movie's in pre-production yeah so really early in the process um so yeah i i when i sat down the theater i was excited um and i thought i knew in my head, I had a firm idea of what I was about to watch. I was—I didn't know all the finer details, but I was like, this is how the movie is going to shake out one way or another. And I think I could be really into this. First two acts, very much into it. Um, I wasn't bored like Nick was as much. I, was, I think I was, I, was, um, I was enjoying the slow burn a little bit more. I mean, it is slow. It takes a while to get rolling. Yeah. Um, but I think I was maybe just a little more into it than Nick was. Um, who knows why, but, um, and, uh, Goodman is, is awesome in this. That's for sure. I think it's hard to take that. I, I had a lot of fun watching him cause he, he plays with your emotions so much as a viewer and, and plays with the character's emotions in the movie that I, you, you feel like you're at his mercy at all times. And I like that. Um, then the third, not the, not even the third act. I don't want to say that. Uh, I, I want to say the last portion of this movie happens and I knew in some way this was going to be somehow related to Cloverfield. 
in some way. I mean, it's called 10 Cloverfield Lane. It's a bad robot production. We knew this. Mm-hmm. My idea of what that was is very different than what it is. And I will fully say, I'll get more into it in spoilers. I have to be very careful. I, I will fully say that uh, upon sitting for the last couple of days and thinking about the movie, I'm still not nuts about where it went in that last little bit. But I do think a little bit of that immediate repulsion of it came from me wanting it to be something else and yeah. not just accepting what it was. So, yeah. It's an interesting movie. I don't think you need to see it in the theater. I think it's fine. It would be fine at home with the lights off. I, I'll argue against that. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think the sound design in this movie is fantastic. It's really good. And I think it wouldn't come through on your TV speakers. With a killer surround sound system, though, you could... Yeah, if you have a killer yeah. surround sound system, totally. I totally yeah. agree. I don't think you necessarily need to be in the theaters. but um, I don't disagree, though. The sound design is pretty cool. I, I really enjoyed this movie. It To me... There's a lot of like there's just a lot of different aspects that I enjoy. I really like John Goodman. I'm a fan of Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um and John, I really like John Gallagher Jr. is one of the few things that I enjoyed what, about What's his name? John Gallagher Jr.? John Gallagher Jr. He was in uh the newsroom. And he plays this kind of uh, not preppish but like a a very together kind of guy and to see him play the kind of hick to see the to 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 see that range that he has, I found that really enjoyable. Um, I thought the score by Bear McCreary was pretty pretty interesting. I, there there were some moments where I didn't feel that it fit with the movie completely, but I liked what it was trying to do, and you could feel that the music was attempting to elicit those emotions out of you. Whereas in a lot of movies, as of late, I feel like it's just sound in the background, but. Um, I loved the set of this movie, the fact that it takes place in this confined area, but it doesn't feel necessarily like the movie starts off feeling claustrophobic, but as time goes on and I get used to it, it kind of starts to, I don't know, have this. You almost warm up to the environment as she is. Yeah. And I think that's a really cool effect. Um, And, uh, you know, I was ready to have a major ice pack moment in this movie, and I'm glad I didn't. So that's cool. I can talk about that in spoilers. Um, but then, yeah, I understand where people wouldn't be happy with with the later part of the movie. But to me, I it never really seemed to be an issue. And I don't know if it's because I kind of bought into that Cloverfield name. I don't want to I don't want to talk about it too much here, but we can talk about it in spoilers. I will say I was not a fan of the original Cloverfield. I thought it was a pretty colossal waste of time. I didn't think it was well put together. Colossal? <laughs> I thought it was fairly boring. That was just I wasn't a big fan of it. And it's funny, I went back and watched the Totally Rad show where they reviewed Cloverfield. <laughs> and I think Dan likes it the least out of all of them and and it's fun it's fun to kind of go back and see him talk about it it may or may not show in this movie and then go from yeah maybe but uh anyway i think it's worth seeing i don't know if you have to see it in theaters but if you've got a movie theater with particularly good sound i think i would suggest that you go see it we were seeing it in dolby atmos too which can make a difference just a heads up not that I'm trying so, to push people away from the movie or anything. No, but but that yeah, it, it sounded it sounded fantastic. And and 
I enjoyed having. Uh, I think John the the line that John Goodman rides through the whole movie is so much fun in terms of like the is he the caregiver or is he the is he the captor? I I think that's played really well by more so even from the script than it is from him personally. And then also, I think I was also massively uh, enjoying Mary Elizabeth Winstead MacGyvering the hell out of her situation as much as she can throughout the entire movie. So anyway, I think we can get into spoilers and hopefully talk and dig in a little bit deeper. Um, But yeah. I wish Tim was here because I know he liked the movie as well, and he probably would have been more eloquent than me, as he always is. But I think we'll enter spoiler Terry for 10 Cloverfield Lane. Here we are in the spoiler cellar for 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh, I can. Did you guys look up what the original ending of the movie was? No, did you? Yeah. So she breaks out. Uh, she doesn't Hold kill on. This John This is the Goodman. original ending back when this was called Cellar and it was a... The Cellar, yeah. The Cellar? Yeah. Okay. So she does not end up killing John Goodman. John Goodman, uh, she, she ends up getting to a point where she can pull the gun on him. And he starts explaining that his wife is dead and his his child was taken away from him. And the whole, like, it seemed like it would have wrapped up things a little bit better. I don't know if the Megan misdirect, if, 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 the, if, if that misdirect made any sense in that script, if it was even there in that script. But um, on top of that, she ends up shooting him to kind of wound him. And then she takes the keys and goes and gets out. And when she gets out, she sees the, she starts, she hops in the car and heads back to Chicago and the whole city, city skyline is gone. Like it's reduced to rubble. It's gone. And then the movie ends. So that was the original ending to the movie. Kind of like a almost Planet of the Apes type vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I like that better. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't see it. You know, you can't say it for sure, but it sounds interesting to me. It does, to me it's it a very different movie that way. I, just, I I mean yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> doesn't mean the aliens didn't destroy that True. city. <laughs> I guess it's a little more open to interpretation yeah. at least. Um yeah. Oh, and the movie ends as she starts to take off her gas mask. Okay. Like she takes it off and is about to take her first breath and then the movie ends. Oh, that sounds so much better. I but know. I know. It does to me, but I don't know. I haven't seen what? it, so um let me just get a couple things out real quick. Um, I have a weird soft spot for the first Cloverfield. I do. Yeah, so do I. I think it's because it was the first, and discounting the Blair Witch Project, which was one of the early, really earlier for first. Uh, <laughs> one of the found early footage. found footage movies. Um, in this cycle of found footage movies, Cloverfield is the one that really works the best for me, I think. Honestly, out of all of those, maybe the per- first paranormal activity is up there too because I think that one's pretty effective. But there is some stuff going on in that first color field that can only be done in a found footage movie, and that's what makes it such an interesting found footage movie. This the 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 stuff they can do with the with the handheld camera and the, the angles they can be at and the vantage points you get and the just the momentum momentous 
just the, the the size of everything is just it's crazy. But anyway, so I have a special spot for that in my in my heart that first Cloverfield, and I was like, I know this is not going to be a sequel. I know that, and I'm cool with that. Like I wanted a new something new that's tied to that. And then it's not tied to it at all. And that bummed me out. That's where I went into it thinking, okay, the, probably the last 10, 15 minutes of this movie, that's when we'll get our Cloverfield. Most of it's going to be this kind of contained story. And I'm down for that. Um, and then she gets out, and I'm still like, okay, this is going like, to be the aftermath of that first movie. And, and then it's not. Mm-hmm. There's spaceships flying around in cornfields. And I went, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is this? And then there's a worm running around with a mouth. Oh, kind, of an, ar- kind of an armadillo, though, at the same time. That, it looked like the mouths that eat circus in King Kong, kind of. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and I, I think I was just, at that point, I was just pissed. I'm like, no, fuck this. Like, this has nothing to do with, fuck you for calling it Cloverfield anything. You're a dick. <laughs> it has nothing to do with this. And there's no reason to think with this kind of time gap in between movies that this should have ever been an anthology series. <laughs> I, 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 why? Anyway, that was my feeling. And like I said, look, I know it's not completely justified based on the movie and its own merits. But even if I was okay with that and that didn't bug me, I still don't think the reveal of, of the alien and the, the spaceship and everything, I, still, I don't like it. I still don't like that. Um, I think the the alien design itself is boring. We've seen it before. It's a fucking tentacle with a mouth of teeth on it. I've seen it a thousand times. I'm tired of it. They could have done something unique and different with the alien. Show me something I haven't seen before. So when she comes out, not only am I recovering from the shock of being out of that cellar, I'm going, oh, fuck, what is that? Instead, I went, oh, it's a CGI space worm. Okay. All right. That's what it's been the whole time. And then the robot, the robot spaceship with the living mouth, that was kind of interesting. The, the, almost that's bioorganic, but... Then we get this weird forced Ellen Ripley thing where she's tossing, building. I mean, she was she was resourceful before, and I like resourceful, and she's yeah. a strong female character, and I dig that. But that that whole the whole bit, her chucking the Molotov in the mouth of it, it explodes. I'm like, this is too much. We're just it's to me, it felt like I was in a different movie at that point, and I don't know, it just didn't work for me. And the 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 kind of decision at the end where she's where it's like the guy in the radio is kind of. Blah, 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 that's what's going on, everybody. Here's the exposition for the yeah. movie that you haven't heard the whole time because we've been, you know, contained. And you can turn left and make this decision, or you can turn right and be a badass. And then she's like, yeah, motherfucker. And she turns right. <laughs> and like, oh, God, all right. And you get, like, the end shot from Terminator. First kind Terminator of, movie. <laughs> kind of. And that felt a little bit... I, didn't, I don't think I needed that. Like, I, she's a badass. I don't need the, the guy on the radio to make the decision for me to think she's a... Like, I know she is. Just have her fucking bolt off into the distance. So... I don't want this to sound like I'm kind of shitting on this part of the movie, but I have to because I have to get it out of my system. Um, but I will say that the stuff in the cellar really does get me, and, I, and it works a lot for me. I, him fucking killing that guy, His, John Gallagher Jr. John, John Gallagher Jr. melting in the perchloric acid well, was I, disgusting. <laughs> I knew something bad was going to happen. I mean, I, you, I mean, you knew yeah. at that point. I mean, at the, by that point, you know Goodman. I actually like the reveal of the earrings and then the reveal even more so that it wasn't – that's not his daughter in the picture. I was like, what the fuck? You didn't like any of that, Nick? The fact See, that it gets dropped it. is disappointing. The fact that there's no real – you can't yeah, understand no what the impetus of her being there is. Yeah, you never find out why well, – I'm, I think you can gather why he t- you can gather why it. he kidnapped somebody. He wants a daughter, which yeah, like, weirdly bad because he wants to make Mary Elizabeth Winstead his daughter afterwards. Yeah, um, 
But why would what like why was she? Why would he have this random girl there yeah. before the apocalypse? I don't disagree. with It doesn't that. make any sense. But I liked the reveal. That's my I, like, biggest. I, I will say that sitting in the theater when he goes, "That's not his daughter. That's some chick." That I was like, "What? What?" Because <laughs> I was like, "I like this guy now. He's bumping his butt around to like old songs and like he's kind of sweet and he's playing with puzzles and like I like him. Yeah, like." Roseanne John Goodman's kind of back. And then I'm like, oh, no. That is not Roseanne John. That is not Dan Connor. <laughs> this is something else entirely. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I liked a lot of that. And like I said, him killing the guy. I guess it was just, it's just the suddenness of it. For some reason, I thought it was going to wind up being one of those. He's going to tie him up and it's going to be a prolonged thing where he's like, he's like, you know, you're spying on for the worm people or something, you know, like doing his conspiracy theory stuff or you know, like, I thought it was going to be more drawn out. Like, she'd try to have to, like, break him out to get out with her. And then it's just, nope, he's fucking dead. Okay, all right. Shit, that was expedient. Good job. Yeah. Dan Connor. Dan Dan Trachtenberg had a, did an AMA on Reddit, and he said something. And somebody asked him what his favorite fan theory about the movie was so far. And he said that his favorite one was that somebody commented saying that the blue uh, barrel just stores all of John Goodman's farts. <laughs> <laughs> What? He was like, that was my favorite one. It made me laugh really hard when I read it. <laughs> it just stores John Goodman's farts. Yeah, because obviously you didn't want to give an answer away that was like, you know, would give anything away if anybody was yeah. spot on with anything. But the idea that somebody was just like, they saw that shot in the trailer and was like, it's got his farts in it. It's pretty good. <laughs> so good. I don't think there's anything, to, to be honest with you, I don't think there's anything to theorize in this movie. It's pretty cut and dry. But I, from, the, from the trailer. Oh, oh okay. So this was, the trailer. was before okay, the cool, movie came cool, cool. out. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I was going to say, I don't, is there anything to be theorizing about? Like <laughs> Maybe only the Megan plotline, but that's. I didn't even it. watch the trailer for this movie, actually. I didn't either. It's, I mean, it's all in the cellar, which is what most of the movie is. And yeah. you get, you get a little bit of a sense that there's something outside that's more than just like the world is. And there's subliminal messages in, in one of the trailers, I think, too. Okay. You get him bumping his butt up and down, which is the best part of the whole movie. So It was pretty good. Yeah. Nick, any spoilery thoughts that you want to delve into? Um, can't really think of anything specific, I guess. I mean... Uh, this movie, I think, is really, really guilty of what a lot of movies lately have been guilty of, where it's like, why why are you calling it that? It's not that, you know? Why is it called... Why why isn't it just an original movie? And yeah. it feels... I didn't like Dan Trachtenberg's Portal short, and I feel like there's a lot of stuff in this movie that feels like he still wants to make Portal, but they wouldn't let him, so they let him put it in this movie. There's a lot of this that's really related to Portal, with a girl being trapped yeah. somewhere... And finding some messages from someone who was in there before, and we don't understand what's going on. And then when she gets out to and gets to the surface, and it's like a cornfield and all that, I was like, "There's way too much DNA in here for Portal for me to even like that either." Um, Which is funny that Bad Robot is developing a Portal movie. Yeah, like what's the point? Like <laughs> this movie feels way too derivative of just tons of other shit we've seen before. And I, I just was reading some snippets on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes of all places. Just a little excerpts from some of the rotten reviews because I had read lots of the fresh ones and I wanted to read some of the rotten ones. And they, a lot of other people are who are way better at their job than I am at this thing um, <laughs> it said exactly what I was thinking, that it feels like way too much other bullshit. Uh, and it it would be way better as a 40 minute like short than a feature length movie. As I it starts off kind of interesting and I got really 
it looked like she was packing because she was like fleeing at the beginning. Yeah, the and right boyfriend's... away I was like, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like I, I was like, oh, something's like some shit has hit the fan, and it was even shot in a way that felt like she was like packing because there was like a disaster coming. Yeah, and I got really excited. I was like, this seems great. She's in the city too when it yeah. starts, isn't she? Yeah. That's why I was like, okay, sweet. Like this is Cloverfield. Like yeah, she's getting exactly. out of town before the. Yeah. Because I always said like if they were going to make a sequel to Cloverfield, I would have really enjoyed if they had just run parallel to the first movie but tell like a more traditional narrative style mm-hmm. about like other characters i always thought that'd be interesting maybe shame on me for thinking that i know that's not what this movie was about i knew it i knew it took place in like a bunker under her. so anyway something about the beginning really grabbed me and then once she hit the bunker i was bored out of my mind until like the scene where she tries to escape and she gets up the stairs and then we see the woman and we see the outside world because honestly I didn't really give a shit about what was going on in the cellar the whole time. Like none of these characters I I empathized with. Nobody was interesting. I thought uh, I just did not care what happened to anybody, any of the three of them. And I was like, oh man, there's nobody in this movie is, is cool or interesting or relatable. And that was it. So the only part I liked was when they were like, here's kind of a glimpse of what's going on, on the outside. I was like, yes, show me that because that's, what's really cool. And then in the second act, it started to get better. And I started to be like, okay, I'm kind of seeing like, these people are sort of forming relationships and now it's starting to get interesting, but I don't know. That whole first bit just felt really backwards. It felt like it was, it should have been a scene that happened later or something. It was really, I don't know. It was just the, a lot of stuff felt like it had been moved around and it just didn't, didn't work. It didn't work for me. Um, and the ending, everything Willie said, totally true. Like by the time when she actually got outside, I was like, cool. And then when it was revealed that there was, there was life still and she took the, took the mask off. I was like, sweet. Like that—that that was really cool, and I was like, "Oh man, what? So what is it? What's the threat?" And then it turned out it was just recycled CG from the Matrix Revolutions, and I was like, <laughs> "Wow, fuck this!" <laughs> like, instantly, I was like, "Get me out of this theater ASAP! Just let the ship eat her, and that's the end of the movie." Like, give me the full-blown Twilight Zone. Like, you made it out, <laughs> gone. Whoops, because man, did that suck. Uh, and then don't set up a franchise with that ending. Get it real. Like that just I thought that was so obnoxious. I, I didn't I I don't know. I wasn't expecting like a I I, I don't 20 I don't Clo- Cloverfield been, Lane. I don't think it's that they're they're saying like this is like our intention is for a franchise, but I do think they left I'm sorry, I'm but, like talking off from the microphone. No, I'm I do not think saying they left it open enough to where they're like, if this makes a lot of I money. That, exactly, yeah. and that's even more obnoxious. Like, they're winking, going, whoa, what do you guys think? Is her story over? Wait till 2019 to find out. Like, ugh, gag. And you have <laughs> you have people that are so much better than this involved in this movie. You are so much better, Matt Reeves and J.J. Abrams. You have so many better things to be doing. Wash your hands of this crap. Ugh, not good. Just, I really wish Tim was here because if he liked it that much, I would really want to hear what he said. Because yeah. he probably loved the end. <laughs> he gets outside and like, oh, there's aliens now. Great. I, pro- I think he did. Well, <laughs> he probably thought like it was I, awesome. I think it's kind of great that we walk into this movie with expectations, and then the movie calls a lot of it like a spade. You even get the line from John Gallagher Jr. that's just kind of like, you should hear Walter's idea on the space worms. And it's and fucking it's space, space worms. worms. I kind of really love that. The fact that you just get an offhand line of what it actually is, and then you get out there and experience it. Yeah, and, and there's like, lots of little things yeah. in this movie that are cutesy and clever, but it, it just it it all felt for naught. Like there was a lot of there are lots of little stuff like that, and the fact that she wanted to be a, a, a fashion designer, and then like it turns out the the whole vessel for escaping it is we're going to require her talents. And I don't know. Sometimes in movies, I think that works really well, but it was it was kind of. Uh, 
kind of on the nose, I think, in this one. There were just little things like that all throughout that I was kind of like, oh, that's that's clever. It feels, like, so a, feels was... like a first draft of a script where they're like, here's going to be the big points we're going to hit. It didn't feel like it was like the dough was evenly rolled out. That was That was one thing that I read in one of the reviews that was basically just like, it's a bad robot production, which means it completely throws any subtext to the wind. And it's like, yeah, that's pretty true. Like it, I can't disagree with that, but I don't know. I guess I was just along for the ride and, and uh, I found little things to cling on here and there, like wanting, cling on. being, yeah, being one of those people <laughs> <laughs> that likes to sit there and try and figure out the movie and trying to like gather all of the morsels that it kind of slow drips to you in those first two acts, I think was very interesting. And that's why the biggest, most egregious error to me is, is the Megan storyline. But uh, when you get out there and, and it's aliens, I'm just kind of like, you know, off of the premise of the movie, they get locked in there because there's an attack. What is the attack? Yeah. No, I mean, it, I'm I, not, it no. didn't, it didn't seem like it committed any big error to me in, in Mm-mm. doing that. Does it feel shoehorned? Maybe. But it's not, you know, I if she just, got out there and everything was okay and fine and dandy, would it? It'd be different. Did it be interesting in its own way, but not, you, you know. know. I don't, I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody can can deny the fact that it's totally fine for there to be a supernatural or or sci fi element at the end of this. I think we we're all kind of expecting it, and I think that that's okay. I think it's just dependent on how much did you like what what you got once it hit that point. You yeah. know what I mean? Like how much did you a enjoy the build up to it, and then the re- did you like the reveal? Did you like what it wound up being? And I and I you felt know? like there were a lot like. The, I think the movie did a good job of keeping me on my seat, whereas it didn't work for Nick, especially in the first act, trying to, like, you lead up to the point where she learns and sees that um, a lot of it's her trying to figure out what's going on here, then she learns that something happened outside, and then from that point she tries to get out and learns that he knocked her off the road. Like, you start getting these little segments of, like, the mystery starting to unfold, and then you start to actually learn about it, and you're kind of kept on your toes the whole time, and I felt like I enjoyed that quite a bit. But I, I get that there are a lot of things in this movie that wouldn't work for people. Like I, it, Yeah. I, I can totally understand. It's not a movie that I would go to my grave defending. Like, I don't think it's worth that necessarily, but, you know. I do think it's interesting that like years from well maybe not years from now but at some point in the future Cloverfield will get brought up in conversation and I'll talk about how great I, I like I think the first one is and you'll be like ugh and I, and you'll be like talk about how great the second one is and I'll be like ugh I really need to rewatch the first one because it's been I haven't seen it since two thousand eight but it he, just... here is here's something that I, you just reminded me and I'm really glad because I had I even wrote it in my phone and I didn't would have forgotten. Um, the mystery and the marketing leading up to the first Cloverfield was nothing short of absolute genius. It was so, so cool. It was kind of unprecedented at that point. Yeah. In a lot of ways. And yeah. it was really interesting. People thought it was an Ultron movie. Or not, a Voltron, <laughs> Voltron movie. movie yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you had all these, like, fake websites slowly coming out and these, like, fake art news articles. And it was... It was did you ever, like, read any of that when it was happening? No, I did, like... I was a part of the Matrix one that happened in, like, 20, okay. 2002 or whatever yeah. that was. They did that for this movie too. We're just adults now. I didn't realize there was any variable. <laughs> did they though? Yeah, they, there um, was a big alternate reality game that unlo- unrolled with. I this. wish I had known that. When did it come out? It's too bad. It started as soon as the first trailer came out. So like 
eight weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, the Cloverfield was like way in advance. It, yeah, where, where yeah, it, it, was. it did an it did an awesome job of like building up slowly this this like this kind of anticipation. And the teaser came out like a year before with the Statue of Liberty head, and it was really interesting. And the the articles were really cool, and people were starting to try to piece together what this movie was. And it was neat because I started to build an expectation of what the movie was going to be, and it came out, and I was, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but I was still like satisfied, with, kind of with what happened. I was like, oh, okay. yeah. I think we knew. Do, uh, do you remember? I think we knew walking in the theater that it was a giant monster movie. We knew that. Yeah, by that did. point, we just didn't know exactly what. And, and we still don't know definitively what exactly happened. There's like a pretty much confirmed theory, but. And I do like that. That's the only way that I think that this this movie's related is that uh, the company that John Goodman worked for working on satellites was the company that made the satellite that fell and woke uh, up the and woke up the beast at the end, or that that is Cloverfield. Yeah, and I think that's kind of neat. Um, but I never felt like there was a strong. Like okay, so the trailer comes out suddenly, mysteriously. Everyone's like, "Holy shit, this is a movie!" And there's a little piece of our marketing. Like that's kind of neat, but it, it feels like you're 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 really trying to use that name and ride on the on the mystery and all the all the clever things the first movie did to try to help boost this movie except you didn't you just like said oh here's this movie coming out and here's a little thing for it but you'll see it in 2 months because this came out in I don't I mean I don't know what the I don't know the extent of of that viral like I know there was a subreddit and I know that there were a lot of people figuring <laughs> things out and that the directors and the writers and well at least the director and and other people were from the studio, we're paying attention to the ARG and starting to leak things out as people started actually figuring things out. But here's you know. the thing I, I can't understand, too. Like, what is there to figure out about this movie? Like, what were people figuring out? I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't paying as close attention. To I understand it. with the first movie. There's there's things that I can look at the movie and say, OK, I would understand. There's some. a lot more about the character. I know that some of the some of what you end up reading about, you learn more about john goodman's relationship with his daughter you get to read letters that he had sent to her in an attempt to persuade her to come back before this attack because he apparently knew about it or knew that it was going to happen and then in the end you get the letter from john goodman's wife that's like she wants nothing to do with you like you start to piece together i it it must fill in more about the characters of the movie but like that's what i assume it would Maybe there were things leading up so that you would know kind of what the beginning of the movie is about. I don't know. Like, I have no idea. But if anybody out there participated in it, please let us know. But I don't know. You know, it's... I don't know. Write yeah. in. Let us know what you thought of 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com is where you're going to do that. Uh, what was the other thing that I was going to say? I can't remember. We're at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook, Vine, all that stuff. Search for Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. MidwestFilmNerds.com has all previous 169 plus bonus episodes with full show notes. You can skip over the spoiler Terry and other stuff that way, so go check that out there. Um, Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Shop there. Part of the money you spend will come to us. And we can make, sh- make our show and network even better. And store.midwestpodcastnetwork.com. You can shop there for all of your Midwest film nerds and Midwest gamers hoodies, t-shirts, koozies, and you can also donate to the show and network that way. Next week, I think we're going to talk about Daredevil in some capacity. 
we will delineate spoilers clearly if we end up talking about more than just, uh, you know, if any spoiler details come out. Because I'm sure most of us will have a lot of it watched by that point in time. But, uh, yeah. Man, there was something else that I wanted to say. Yeah, there's another Divergent movie coming out. Yeah. Is, it the, is this the final one? No. There's one more? Yeah. This is the fourth one, though, right? No. This is the third one. There's only been three of the, oh. two of these before? Yes. I thought this was the fourth. It was hmm. Divergent, and then the Divergent series Insurgent, and now the Divergent series Allegiant, and then there's going to be the Divergent series Ascendant. Okay. Is the final one because they split the third book into two. Okay. As is the, as is the uh, normal. The mode these days. Yeah. Standard operating procedure. So, uh, Willie's making eyes at the cat through the door. <laughs> London has fallen. Has a twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Willie, so get it. Yeah. <laughs> get it. You know why? Because twenty five percent is representative of a quarter and the quarter is american oh i was gonna say yeah it's all about it i am very interested in seeing where dan trachtenberg's career goes from here i know that he had a spec bought by universal uh a while back called crime of the century that's supposed to be a time travel heist movie and uh that's always kind of been of interest to me especially when he when that happened and like the podcast was still going on it sounds cool so I would like to see more from Dan Trachtenberg. I am kind of hoping he doesn't get snapped up by the Star Wars or Marvel or DC machine. Because I think even the Cloverfield machine could have done him some detriment. But I don't know. No, no, it'll be fine. <coughs> there there was a good post on Reddit by somebody. And I this, wish made I knew, him, this made some money. I wish I knew what it was because they were basically just like, I'm worried that... Bad robot sticking the Cloverfield name on this movie is going to damage his career. No. And it's, critically, and it's, it's doing very critically well. Critically, it's doing well, but clearly there are people out there that didn't enjoy the movie. And honestly, so I'll, I'll be completely honest. It's a very, 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 and this is no diss to Dan Trachtenberg at all. It's a very, very small margin of people who are going to, A, know, going to care who directed this thing. Yeah, that's And true. B, who are going to know, like, see the name and, and remember it or know that he's from something else. You he's, know what I'm saying? He's not heading to director jail, so I guess that's good. I don't think but. All right, that's about it. Kyle X Y, go watch a movie. Yeah.